Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm not sure who's had more jobs, Seton or Pauling. Or who's had more interesting jobs, Ooh. Seton or Pauling. But, like, Seton worked at the airport. Yeah. He was a postman. Yep. Okay, those aren't yeah. exciting. Delivered flowers. Yeah. I was a security guard. I worked at a pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, but Paulie was a bouncer. Yeah. DJ at a country western nightclub. And you sold beer at Scottsdale Stadium. Gosh, is that not the dream? I know. Miller Lite. I could use one right now. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Panini America is breaking new ground with exclusive NIL deals featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. They had Washington's Michael Penix Jr. How about J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback at Michigan, rising star Arch Manning at Texas. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. New features coming out all the time. Brand new license with WWE that's now there at the Panini site. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Make sure you check out everything for the most popular trading cards with brands like Prism, Donruss, and more at PaniniAmerica.net. Or the Panini Direct app. Plus, discover Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest moments of the week. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. The official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I hope you had a great weekend, everybody. I'm tired. Started early yesterday, went late last night, had uh, games on Saturday as well. Started early, went late. I'm not complaining, just describing how hard we work every single weekend. As we always do on Monday, best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like. We'll recap everything that happened over the weekend. Rams Packers, that'll be coming up tonight. Thank God that Baker Mayfield is playing in this game. (laughs) It just spices it up just a little bit there. With the Rams, I have no idea what to expect. But I do wonder this about Sean McVay. There's been a lot of talk. You know, he nearly took a TV job after winning the Super Bowl. He's got to look at that roster and go, what am I going to have for the next couple of years? And should I tough this out over the next couple of years still have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup is coming back, or would I want to protect my brand? I'm a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I'm hot right now. Could go right into the TV booth. There's been a lot of that talk, speculation, and I do think it's inevitable that John McVay will be a TV analyst at some point. But if you fall in love with Baker Mayfield, And stay with me on this. If Sean McVay looks at Baker Mayfield and goes, you know what? I think we can make this work. Now I have a young quarterback. If Matthew Stafford doesn't come back, or we're not as dependent on Matthew Stafford coming back, but if Sean McVay thinks he's got his quarterback, his next quarterback, I wonder if that's enough to keep him with the Rams. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, all to that forthcoming. Operator, Tyler, standing by. This family takes turns turning heads, brains, beauty, and athleticism. All they need now for you to do is drive them off the lot. The Mercedes-Benz family of SUVs, a family of unrivaled vehicles waiting at your local dealer.
was one of those Sunday mornings where it felt like it was event time. It it was, you know, a everybody was going to gather. They were going to watch one thing. And, you know, you're used to having the Premier League in the morning anyway, or at least the soccer fans know that that's where you can find it on uh, Saturday and Sunday morning. But this became more of an event where you sort of remember where you're going to remember where you were, I think, watching the World Cup and decided on penalty kicks. It came down to what you wanted, the two best players in the world, or at least the GOAT status. Mbappe might be the best player in the world, but Messi on that stage did what you want great players to do. Both did. They came up with big plays, but uh, wonderful, spectacular. And just trying to gather all of that and understand it. And you don't have to be a soccer fan. It's just that. And you didn't even have to root for anybody because if you cared about drama, it was there. That was it. You're just watching. And I didn't care. I thought France was going to win. But, you know, as it went longer, I thought, oh, my God, Mbappe is going to steal this from Messi. And then Messi's going to steal it back. And then all of a sudden it came down to PKs and Martinez was a better goalie. Uh, But, you know, give Argentina credit. You know, you start out, it's 2-0. And then I go, is this how it's going to be? It's like, man, all right, I guess it's going to be a blowout. And then all of a sudden, bang, bang. And I go, okay, here we go. Wonderful, wonderful moments there. And I uh, thought Fox did a great job, camera work, getting, uh, you know, a lot of the reaction. And uh, there was certainly a lot of that. But it was, it was fun, and uh, it's something that I'm, I'm going to remember where I was. And I was watching probably with 10 people there. But it ended right at 12.55, just in time for Fox <laughs> to go, and here's the Cowboys and the Jaguars. See you later. You know, that was it. All right, uh, poll question today. What are we, uh, we going to have there, Todd? Uh, we got a couple. First one is, after watching the World Cup final, I plan to start watching a little more soccer, watch a lot more soccer, two and in four years from now for the next World Cup. <laughs> I think we ask this every World Cup when it's done. Uh, hey, you're going to watch I asked more? it like every day for the last three weeks. <laughs> we got to watch more soccer? But that was super extra special, I thought. I watched, I've been watching like the entire start to finish of like the last three matches. Well, thank you. Which I never thought I would ever, ever do. But is that going to change your viewing pattern? I think it will. I personally would vote for start watching a little more soccer. I'm not like all in, but if I'm flipping around and I see a soccer match, I may watch that instead of immediately changing the channel. Yes, yeah, see. I'll be curious to know how uh, just the fact that it'll be in the United States in four years, how that changes, if it changes yeah. people's viewing habits. Yeah, Paul. Were you having some type of party? You said you were watching with 10 people. Was it crepes and kegs? Mm-hmm. What were you? What, what were, you're a France fan. What was mm-hmm. going on there? No. Big get together. Yeah. I uh, just had some leftover uh, people at the house and we all gathered and watched. I didn't go anywhere. Any yeah. hardcore soccer fans or casual? There's soccer? one. Oh, boy. There's one. I saw that look. Yeah, there's one. <laughs> but, you know, he would he would set us straight where I, I kept using the word soft throughout the entire World Cup when somebody would fall down and go soft. And then he would say, no, 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 that was legitimate found there. But uh, he kept us correct in watching, making sure we knew exactly what was happening. But uh, it was wonderful. And uh, when you look at Mbappe, who's 23 as the future of the sport, and then Messi at that age, and you're thinking this is – this is Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. And I kept thinking, can you answer? Can you answer? And in the Super Bowl, Mahomes couldn't answer because you know his offensive line wasn't very good. But Mbappe answered. And, and when it started to look pr- pretty bleak, he answered. But then Messi did as well. Here is the uh, final call as Argentina takes home the World Cup. Montero! Argentina champions of football, uh, Andres Cantor, the play-by-play for Telemundo, and uh, he is from Argentina. Yes, Paul. First of all, that was beautiful. And he, you know, if you know anything about him, he's that's where he grew up. 
Uh, I would like to hear that for the end of this Super Bowl with you know, Joe Buck. He's a, is he, didn't he grow up a Chiefs fan, would be my guess. And you can imagine Joe Buck, just an emotional mess of just screaming the Chiefs are the champs, Chiefs are the champs. Mm, mm. That'd be good, good TV. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> that, that's kind of my point. Um, <laughs> yes, Tom. I was wondering the exact same thing listening to it. Is, has there ever been a time or would there ever be a time where someone would be crying during or at the end of the final call that they're making? Well, could there like, be something that big, as big as the Super Bowl is? Even if no, the but it's the country. It, 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 he's from the country. I understand that, but even if if someone's calling the Super Bowl and that's their favorite team growing up, or they grew up there, I can never imagine anyone like be blubbering through the uh, final call of something like that. Well, I guess uh, Al Michaels on the call. Do you believe in miracles? I mean, which is he, different than do you believe in miracles? Ritzy, you're more emotional during a September Broncos game. That is yeah. true. Yeah, but I. You know, you got to understand the magnitude of it. And, and that's why it's important for uh, Andres Cantor. And I don't think he hides his fandom there. And his country ended up winning. So I get it. And uh, I'm not going to knock him on that, that he got that emotional. All right. Uh, what other poll questions do we have there? The other thought was, which team had the roughest weekend? Some more obvious than others, but in alphabetical order. <laughs> Bucks, Colts, Commanders, Cowboys, France threw a soccer team in there. Patriots, Titans. Uh, wow. The Colts, you got to – I would have just put Matt Ryan on there because those are the two worst come-from-behind wins or uh, losses in his position. In postseason history and regular season history. Commanders, I thought, got jobbed a little bit there. Uh, Cowboys, that's a ricochet off the receiver. It's not Dak Prescott's fault there. Uh, the Patriots, it's got to be the Patriots. It, that's, that's, that can't be explained. And when you're watching, and I'm thinking, wait, you guys are acting like you're behind, and we got to score. It's tied. And I, I was shocked. I'm thinking, okay, just go into overtime. And then all of a sudden, you know, if, if you're going to throw it back to somebody, not the least athletic guy on the field in Mac Jones. Like, I'm, I'm going, wait, who are you throwing? And what's Mac going to do with it? Yes, Eden. I would almost say that it wasn't the Patriots who had the horse weekend. It was Bill Belichick. Because he's the guy who's always like, uh, you know, well, situational football. We pride ourselves in that, this and that. And they clearly failed at that. Not to mention that their offense was terrible. But I did wonder, does Belichick say... If we get to a certain point, lateral or hey, whatever happens, just run and we'll go into overtime. I, it felt like there had to be something said one way or another that you know we'll play for overtime or hey, if you can make something happen, that would be great. Here is the call, the Raiders' call of Chandler Jones with his pick six. Mac Jones hands it off on a draw to Ramondre Stevenson. Breaks out of a tackle at the 50. Has the 45. Breaks away from another tackle. Pitches it backwards. And now Jacoby Myers spinning around. He throws it to Chandler Jones in midfield. And a step forward. Chandler Jones racing towards the end zone. He scores. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. On the first night of Hanukkah. It's a miracle in Las Vegas. Five games in Week 15 decided with a game-winning score on the final play. That's the most since Week 4 of 2018. That's the Raiders call, Raiders Nation, uh, 9.20 a.m. Here is the Patriots version of the call. Jones will give it to Stevenson. He started right. He runs it up the middle, hit by Chandler. Jones slips and hit across the 45 with a stiff arm. Off a tackle at the 40. He lost the football. And Jacoby Myers picks it up. He circles back and he throws it across the field. Throw oh Jones God. is picked up by Chandler Jones. He breaks away to the 30. He runs to the 20. He runs to the 10. He runs to the end zone. This might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, it was. That's courtesy of uh, the Sports Hub Patriots Radio Network. 
Chandler Jones, former Patriot there. And I like how Mac Jones, you know, it's, it's you're trying to grab a hold of Goliath here, and Goliath's like, squish there for Mac Jones. Uh, Bill Belichick talked about the final play after the game. Well, uh, you know, unfortunately here today we had too many uh... – uh, just collectively we made too many mistakes and you know gave up some big plays that that were obviously the difference in the game so you know, just can't do that in this league and and uh, and it cost us so had to work to eliminate those and you know continue to play play the good football that we played but we just had too many mistakes and too many bad plays to win so that was obvious on that final play, I know it was yeah, a draw play. Was it, was it instinctive on Ramondre? Was he yeah. given the green light to pitch it yeah, if he had an opening? We made a mistake on, you know, played it where he made a mistake on the play. It's the right question, the follow-up question, because you want to know if Belichick said, hey, if you, you know, get a long gainer there, let's keep the play alive. But I think Belichick, and he does a very good job at protecting sometimes. And uh, I think he was protecting there in that situation. All right. Uh, any other poll questions we're uh, considering, Todd? Uh, that's where we're oh, at That's right now. it. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, Paul. I, I know they shouldn't be on the poll question because they didn't lose. But if you're, the, if you're a Vikings fan, you're feeling good about this weekend, that you had to have the greatest comeback in NFL regular season history to beat the Colts. I don't know if I'd feel great. It was cool the last hour of the game. I don't know if I'd feel great. Well, there were, uh, there were a lot of betters that liked the Colts, and you kept wondering, okay, are the Vikings for real? And we talked about this on Friday. I'm like, something's up here. And then I'm watching, and I'm going, uh, the Colts are blowing them out. Like, this is embarrassing. And then all of a sudden, they start to chip away a little bit. Then, you know, whatever made you successful to get to 33 to nothing, then you stop doing what, you know, helped you do that. You had three points in the second half. And Vikings did come up with some big plays. But then you start to look at it and go, how did you get down 33 where you did need the comeback, which was incredible? Well, okay, what was crazier? The Vikings and, or the, uh, the Patriots? The Vikings, what they did, or what the Patriots or that the Raiders did. What's more impressive? I would say the Vikings, but then you also have to factor in what they didn't do in the first half of that game. But the Raiders, you know, I don't know what Chandler Jones is doing because he's probably back, you know, just waiting all right, for overtime. Come on, tackle that guy. And all of a sudden you see the ball in the air. He's grabbing it. And Mac Jones is like, I got to try to bring this guy down. Not going to happen. That stiff arm was hilarious. <laughs> like he was blessing him. He's like he's praying for him. Mushed him into heal. the ground. Yeah. You were heal. Heal you. Heal you. By the way, uh, Todd is here. Paulie's here. Marv's here. Seaton joining us from his home, still uh, recovering. You can still vote on the most valuable, least valuable, most improved, least improved Danette. And uh, Thursday at the end of the show, we will make the official announcements there. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You know what I did last summer? I went to Italy, and it was awesome. 
And you know what I did before that that was even more awesomer? I downloaded the Viator app and I set up a bunch of great experiences for me and my family to enjoy. Like, we knew we were going to Rome, so I booked a day trip, a walking tour of ancient Rome. It was absolutely fantastic. We were heading up after that to Cinque Terre. I booked a boat cruise for the day, checked out all five villages. It was absolutely gorgeous. Speaking of gorgeous, uh, the captain of the boat that we were on was an absolute stud. He looked like his abs had been chiseled from the god Jupiter's own stomach. He was just an absolute piece of art. And you know what? If my wife had left me that day, uh, I would have been okay with it. Babe, you know what? You deserve happiness like that. Uh, So fellas, just a heads up. uh, Check your captains. Uh, Anyway, I digress. Viator is a website and an app where you can book travel experiences uh, like the ones I just described. Uh, They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. There's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation and payment options and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use the code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking on the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences, you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Athletes everywhere turn to CBD for relief and recovery, but with all the products claiming to do different things, it's impossible to decide which is best. As one of few brands that oversees the entire production process, from their farm in Oregon to the product that arrives at your door, Lazarus Naturals keeps their ingredients simple and transparent. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results for your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Discover how CBD can help you reach your full potential as an athlete. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, the cleanest source of CBD for athletes and sports fans alike. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Tonight, it's the Rams and the Packers. I am curious about what Sean McVay thinks of Baker Mayfield and this little audition window here the next couple of weeks. And could he fall in love with Baker Mayfield and go, all right, I do have a quarterback who's going to be around for a little bit longer. Maybe he takes a break. Maybe he goes into coaching. We've seen that. that uh, that's been the pattern with this, you know, some of these guys. Go in. And then if you're Bill Cowher, you go, why would I ever leave TV? This is great. Jimmy Johnson. There are certain guys who realize this isn't too bad. All right. We'll get to phone calls coming up, as we always do every Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. Wright Thompson has a story about uh, Lionel Messi and his relationship with his hometown. And it's in uh, The Cost of These Dreams. That's a collection that uh, Wright uh, has written. Stories on Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, uh, Ted Williams, Messi. The greatest of all time untold stories and the cost of their greatness. That is available. Uh, When that first came out, Wright uh, came on and thanked us because it uh, went to number one on the uh, New York (laughs) Times bestseller list. Well, you know, I mean, your fans are, uh, I mean, I hope you send out Christmas cards because people evidently love you because they do whatever you say. <laughs> uh, but no, I appreciate it. How you doing this morning, Dan? I'm doing great. I did think of you and you did such a deep dive on Messi and trying to understand the importance of this uh, Maradona, that shadow, two different personalities. And um what did you take away, or what were you taking away from this World Cup, Messi-related? I mean, I was watching last night thinking that uh, – or watching yesterday morning, I apologize. Just thinking that – I don't know, this sounds weird and slightly overdramatic, but, I mean, I think it's true that he had bought his way back home. That I mean, for people who don't know, he's from a, a town called Rosario in Argentina, and he uh, left when he was 12 or 13 years old. And the reason he left is – Messi would not be Messi were it not for medical intervention. Like he needed a regimen of growth hormone, or they said he was going to end up being, you know, very, very, very shorter than he is now. And uh, the club that he played for in Argentina or the Argentinian Football Federation refused his family's begs, frankly, to pay for this. And Barcelona stepped up and was like, we got it. 
and he moved to Barcelona and became Leo Messi. And so there are two things going on. One, when he needed his hometown most, they weren't there. And then on the other side, uh, people I'd, like just idolized Diego Maradona, and you just couldn't have two different figures than sort of quiet, graceful, brilliant, uh, uh, messy, and wild, out of control uh Maradona and, you know, not to deal in generalities, but, you know, Maradona very closely fit into the national id of Argentina in the way that anybody that's sort of a gunslinger in America evokes sort of the great American myth. That's why we loved Brett Favre. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Maradona fit into that and Messi didn't. And, uh, you know, there, in, in Spain, they thought he was Argentinian. In Argentina, they thought he was Spanish. And he was just a man without a home his style you know you see mbappe you know he he is that's raw athleticism he's he's he attacks he's an animal but messi is sort of that water torture that here it comes here it comes here it comes here it comes it just keeps 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 and then all of a sudden the faucet opens there but how would you in your eloquent eloquent <laughs> way uh, describe him well you know it, it the thing I keep thinking about is the player he was yesterday was not who he was at the very beginning. I mean, there were flashes of it, but you know, if you go on YouTube and, and, and search Messi doesn't dive, you will see these incredible moments of athleticism. And he's just a guy who at the end of the day, like all of those athletes that we admire, whether it's Jordan or Tom Brady or whomever, uh, he wanted to win. And as you know, age and time caught up with him, he changed his game to still be able to play. And, you know, that guy on that field, I mean, first of all, no one should have lost that game. That might be the best game I've ever watched in my life. And we were screaming at our television. And, uh, but that guy who walked off that field of Victor uh, earned that, you know, and in like a very real way that I found deeply emotional that like he earned that. And I'm watching, and, and I, I get to do this all the time. I don't know about you, right? I'm just rooting for what's the great story. Didn't matter if yes. France or Argentina won, because it was going to be a great story either way. But to watch with people who don't have a rooting interest because the drama was what the rooting interest was. And just, do we have that in college? I mean, any sport here that comes close to capturing that? You know, I'm sure that, I'm sure there is. I'm sure it's very siloed and regional. I mean, it's hard to find something that matters where the morality play is writ so large, you know, and also there's, a, you know, I just love to listen to the soccer announcers because, you know, the, I mean, the way American sports are commentated, it's very much like, you know, there's the mic in the pipe and he's trying to keep a high line and the quarterback's going through his progressions and here's the safety blitz coming through the A gap and just, you know, and then the soccer announcer is they are overcoming the ghost of the generals. You know, it's just like, <laughs> it's like, it's like we need some of that. Like, I, I don't need to know what the defense is, you know, tell me what it means. And so, I mean, some of that is just the way the sport exists in the consciousness of the people who love it. Uh, but no, I mean, the drama was incredible. I mean, I watched it with my mother who couldn't care less. And when the penalty kick started, she got up and left the room and I'm like, where are you going? <laughs> and she said, those are all somebody's baby and I can't watch this. Oh. <laughs> I'm wondering the personality of Messi. that sometimes you'll see somebody on the field and then they're different off the field. A lot of times they are. And I don't know what that personality is uh, off the field and on the field, if they, if they intersect at any point, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, there's a great story, uh, uh, an ESPN journalist named Sam Borden wrote, I think he wrote it. I don't know if remember if he wrote it for us or for the New York times who we used to work for, but he went to Argentina and sort of went through Messi's life. And one of the things that was so interesting is you almost wish all those people in Argentina who said, oh, he doesn't love his country, could have seen this because he was living an Argentinian life in a Spanish city. You know, he was very, you know, he's married to someone he grew up with and uh, he has friends who moved over there with him. There's an Argentinian butcher nearby where he buys all of his meat. You know, so he was living essentially in this kind of Argentinian exile a long, long way from home. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's... It, there's a reason he hasn't been in the tabloids like Diego Maradona with, you know, uh, 
a wrecked Porsche and an eight ball. You know, I mean, like, like I, he's a guy who wants to be great at this one thing and is great at it. Yeah, and I, I once he won, I, I thought, is this it? Like, are you are you now able to go to the MLS? Let's say, could you see could you see Messi doing that? You know, it's interesting. I, I certainly thought, well, that's it. He's going to rise right off into the sunset. I saw a news story this morning that he isn't retiring from the national team. I mean, I don't think he'll make it another World Cup cycle. But, uh, you know, the narratives we want for these guys very often isn't the narrative they want for themselves. You know, uh, uh, Tom Brady wants the moment, not the way all those moments are strung together in some sort of you know, like, I think they're chasing a feeling and you know, you know, a lot more, you know, great athletes than I do, but everybody I've ever talked to, uh, they don't miss, I mean, they miss the feeling that you can't ever get back of what it's like when it matters that much. And it's on you and nothing in his life will ever, ever replace this. And so I, I imagine that, you know, that there, some great writer, I can't remember who now said, you know, great athletes die twice. You know, great men die twice. And I think that certainly applies to athletes. And, uh, you know, at least it, it's an indication that he's self-aware that he didn't just bite on the narrative and run off into the sunset, that he knows himself. But, you know, he's 35, I think, which in soccer terms is 109. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's like dog years. What are you working on next? Man, I am writing a uh, profile. I, when I get off of this, it's what I'm going to go back to do. And I'm writing about Joe Montana and I've spent a lot of time with Joe Montana out in San Francisco. And, uh, I hope to be able to give you a story about him that feels like you didn't know anything in it. And, uh, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm very, very excited about it. And, uh, Joe and Jennifer Montana are, uh, are lovely, interesting people. And I'm, I'm very excited about that. Give me a nugget here. Well, uh, when his uh, he had a house in Napa and there were those wildfires several years ago and uh, they came, you know, they basically said, you got a chance to come out here and save some stuff because the fire's coming for your house. And they went out and, you know, that's where all was football stuff was. And they went in, they didn't grab any of the football stuff. All they grabbed were, uh, uh, albums of photographs and pictures off the wall, of the kids, they grabbed all of the kids artwork that had, that had sort of stuck up, you know, stacked up over the years. And then they were about to leave and they're like, Oh my God. And they went back in and got all of the screaming Eagle Cabernet. Can't, 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 can't leave that. I mean, we're not animals. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I don't need any memorabilia, but I am not leaving 14 cases of screaming Eagle to burn. <laughs> Great, great to talk to you as always. Uh, happy holidays. Always. Hope the girls are good. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Dan. That's right, Thompson. The book is The Cost of These Dreams. And I've been around these athletes, obviously, from the start of their career to the end of their career. But when you read something that you had not heard before, that's when you know you're reading somebody who's a great writer and curious. And that's what right is. Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Ted Williams, Lionel Messi, uh, the greatest of all time in the untold stories, the cost of their greatness. Uh, if you want to pick that up. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Athletes everywhere turn to CBD for relief and recovery, but with all the products claiming to do different things, it's impossible to decide which is best. As one of few brands that oversees the entire production process, from their farm in Oregon to the product that arrives at your door, Lazarus Naturals keeps their ingredients simple 
and transparent. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results for your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Discover how CBD can help you reach your full potential as an athlete. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, the cleanest source of CBD for athletes and sports fans alike. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We'll get to Ross Tucker here in a moment. We talked about the Terry McLaurin play where he went to the line of scrimmage, went over to the line judge to say, am I good? And the judge then, I think, acknowledged that he needed to move up a little bit. or uh, And then all of a sudden threw the flag right after that on the illegal formation. Tom in Ohio is a former official who joins us on the program. Tom, what can you help us with? Well, hey, first, thanks for having me on. Um, and enjoy the show. Hey, uh, I just want to make sure I'm not, I wasn't a pro official, wasn't a college official, basically high school. Okay. Uh, live near Mason. So anyway, that same situation happened to me during a game. Uh, and yes, I would do sub-varsity games, um, 11th grade, et cetera. Anyway, and ev- almost every time the wideout would come out and check with me. Uh, and I'd say, yep, you're on the line. Or, you know, and maybe he would move back. Okay, or move forward. And it, that almost exact same thing happened to me because, like, okay, he's like, do you want to be on the line? And, you know, he's like, nod, yes. Okay, move up a little bit. And as that guy was moving up, I told him to move up. The, the ball was snapped. And I did not flag him for, you know, false start because I told him to move up. Okay. But, again, that was, I think, a, a JV game. Yeah, when I watched it, I, I wondered if McLaurin is saying, I'm, am I good here on the line of scrimmage? Am I not off sides? Not how am I with the formation? I don't think the official can acknowledge the formation or shouldn't. If he wants to do a, hey, I'm going to do it for the other team. I'll do it for you. You're good on the line of scrimmage. Then, you know, that's been going on for decades. Yeah, Paul. Just to be clear, that ref was talking about the illegal motion. It wasn't a legal motion. It was, you know, he wasn't like moving up and the ball was snapped. McLaurin looks, the ref says, move up. He looks again after he moves up just a, a touch. And the ref, it appears to give him the okay sign, but McLaurin was called for illegal formation. Was yeah. not up enough. Yes. If it was illegal motion, that's one thing. This was an illegal formation, I think. And that's where I think McLaurin thought, hey, you're going to acknowledge, am I good? And the official shouldn't say that's you know the correct you know for- formation there. Let's bring in Ross Tucker, CBS Westwood One color analyst host of the Ross Tucker football podcast. He was on the call for the Colts and the Vikings Saturday afternoon. Okay. What are you saying in the broadcast booth while halftime is going on of what you think is going to happen with the Colts and the Vikings? (laughs) Well, first of all, Dan, I am thanking the Vikings for a personal delivery of unbelievable food to the uh, broadcast booth, which was amazing, but also a little bit awkward because it's halftime. These people are being so nice to you, and they're losing 33 nothing. <laughs> I mean, they're getting embarrassed. So it's like you want to smile and say thank you, but you don't know what to do because they're getting hammered. Honestly, at, at halftime, I was primarily talking about Jeff Saturday, Uh, The unbelievable coaching job he did to get those guys ready to play with nothing to play for. And this could be something that he builds on the last three games and maybe gets the head job. And I said for the Vikings, they just need to get the first score. You know, they just need to get the first score. It always starts that way. It sounds like a cliche. But once you get the first score and some positive things happen, the wildest part about the game to me, Dan, is that – Not everything went their way in the second half. I mean, you're talking about a team that had the greatest comeback in NFL history, and not once but twice they had fumbles returned for touchdowns that the refs blew dead. 
Or Jefferson has to leave because Gilmore hits him in the head. Rager comes in, stops his route, and Cousins throws a pick. I mean, it's. I mean, they probably could have come back from forty-five <laughs> points down if it wasn't for some of the other. That's what we're talking about. Ross is uh, joining us from Green Bay, and uh, hopefully your connection will be good. Is it dial-up service there? You're going to be okay. Am I slow? Oh, that's a that's a bummer. It's it's Wi-Fi here in the in the hotel room in lovely Green Bay. I'm on the call tonight. With Kevin Harlan. It was good for my podcast this morning. Hopefully it holds tough for you guys. Uh, just to get you ready for Kevin Harlan tonight, uh, Fritzy, would you give uh, Ross a little Kevin Harlan? Ross, it's good to have you in the booth. It's a big game tonight at Lambeau Field. Baker Mayfield and Aaron Rodgers. 3 nothing lead for the Rams. Will they hold on? There's 13-26 left in the first quarter, and the Rams want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? If the Rams are up three nothing with thirteen twenty six in the first quarter, why do they want to talk about they it? They lined up wrong or yeah, something. Yeah, there's some illegal formation <laughs> there or something. Just let him go. That's he not was what on Sean a roll. By the way, uh, Ross, would you like to vote on most valuable Danette? Oh, geez, um, that's tough. You know, it's funny, Dan. Like one of the first couple times I filled in for you. I went on uh, Pardon My Take with those guys, and they made me rank the Danettes, which it puts you in a really uncomfortable situation. So I love Seton and Marvin, but I don't have a lot of interaction with them. It's either Paulie reaching out about filling in for you if you're sick or something. How about just listening to the show? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I like Seton with the soccer stuff. Um, I'm a big Fritzy guy. I feel like everybody is always knocking Fritzy. <laughs> like I was listening the other day, Dan, and Fritzy must have like given you the signal he wanted to talk, and you and you said, "Yes, Todd." <laughs> it was it was subtle and it was amazing. <laughs> it was like it was the last thing on earth you wanted to do was go to Fritzy. So I'm going Fritzy. Okay. I, somebody has to be Team Fritzy. I'm Team Fritzy. All right. Well, Todd might be uh, sweeping all four categories. <laughs> Voting is still open, by the way. All right. I mentioned this first hour that Sean McVay feels like there could be one foot into coaching, one foot in a broadcast booth at some point here. If he looks at his team, you know, are they going to be competing for playoff spots in a Super Bowl? But then I also thought if, he, if he's found his quarterback in Baker Mayfield at Baker's age, you don't, you know, Stafford may have one or two more years. If that, is that enough if Sean McVay can find his quarterback and it happens to be Baker Mayfield uh, right there in front of you? Well, that's what makes tonight's game so interesting, right? I mean, that's what makes the rest of this Rams season interesting. There's still a lot of unknown as it relates to Stafford, his neck injury, next steps for him. If Baker plays really well, I do think that's part of the reasoning for McVay, whether or not he decides to come back. Yeah, we got a uh, bad Wi-Fi connection there. We'll see if we can get him on the phone. A couple more phone calls in here. Best and worst of the weekend. Uh, Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind today? What up, though? One time for Chad Rowe. I'm in a weird position, Dan. Usually around this time of year, I, 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 we're looking at the, the, the playoffs. Now, all I need is for KC to beat Seattle, 49ers to beat the Commanders, and the Lions to beat the Panthers, and we might have that wild card sewn up. My best is going to be the Detroit Lions winning and doing everything in their power to believe in what this man Dan Campbell is selling. I mean, in the past, we all know the Lions would have lost a game like that. My worst is going to be, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Aquarier or something like that. In the last series that the Jets had going down the field when they attempted to kick a field goal. He gets a sack, gets on his knees, and takes a picture. The game isn't <laughs> over. And what happens two plays later, Dan? 
Zach Wilson lost one up, and they get in field, down their field goal range. You've got to end the game, and that's one of the things that kind of, you know, it, it ruffled my feathers because the game isn't over, and you're out there doing something so singular in a team sport when Dan Campbell is preaching to Don't you. Don't go too analytical, Jeff. Just take the win. You know, you got out alive. Ross Tucker's back with us. We were talking about the Rams and Sean McVay and Baker Mayfield, and you said that's why that makes this game interesting tonight. Yeah, just because I think if you are Sean McVay, who your quarterback's going to be next year and moving forward is obviously extremely important. We don't know what Matthew Stafford's going to do. I saw where McVay said he doesn't need surgery. That surprised me as a guy that's had a bruised spinal cord before in my neck. Um, I I thought he did need surgery. But I think there's still some chance where Matthew Stafford decides not to play anymore. If Baker plays really well, down the stretch, and McVay kind of likes him and kind of wants to work with him, I think that that makes it more likely McVay continues to coach. If Baker plays really poorly and Stafford decides not to play, I mean, who's the Rams quarterback? And, and is McVay sticking around for that? Yeah. You know, this could potentially, Dan, be the other side of trading as many draft picks as they did for Ramsey and, and everything they've done. This is kind of the other side of it where you don't have the depth. You're not able to sustain that years down the line. Cowboys and the Jags, and the betters were on the Jags, and that's why I thought something's up here because I didn't know if this was a trap game for the Cowboys. They've been spending time talking about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, that game coming up this weekend. But they couldn't stop the run. Where, where's the Dallas defense that we've been waiting for or that's been there and you know kind of disappeared? It's a really good question because it's interesting to me how many people are like talking about Dak Prescott after that loss. And it's like, wait, hold on a second. First of all, the overtime pick six walk off and hit Noah Brown in the chest. I mean, that wasn't a bad throw by Dak. They put up 34 points even when – The Jags came all the way to take the lead. Once again, Dak led the Cowboys down the field to get the go-ahead touchdown. It it hasn't been the offense. I agree with you, Dan. I don't know what's happened to the defense. I know they've lost some guys, but I think people have – I don't want to say they've figured them out, but they've lost too many guys in the secondary, like the corner Anthony Brown, opposite Trayvon Diggs. And because they're a little bit undersized up front – and they're built for speed and that pass rush, if you don't get them in a lot of obvious passing downs where Parsons and those guys can go nuts, you can move the ball on them. And the Jags kind of move the ball on them at will. You know, early in the season, we were talking about the Cowboys like a top-five defense. They've been anything but the last few weeks. Also, the Bengals and the Buccaneers, the Bucks are up 17 nothing. Brady at home, trying to rebound after one of the worst games of his career. And the Bengals come to town and that second half dominated. What changed? A couple things changed. Number one, uh, the Bengals changed up their defense. Their D coordinator should be a head coach this offseason. Louis Anarumo, so impressed by that guy. I mean, they went from giving up 17 points, unable to stop Mike Evans in the first half, to rolling coverage to Mike Evans, totally shutting him down, and then on some level, too, the, the Bucks just imploded. I mean, they try a fake punt, and Giovanni Bernard is the only one that doesn't know what to fake. He's not ready for the ball. Then they fumble back-to-back. Brady fumbles. They fumble in exchange. I mean, it was like bad news bear stuff for the Bucks in the second half. And now the Bengals – I mean, not only are the Bengals in the driver's seat to win the AFC North, they've got a very realistic chance – to get the number one seed because they still play the Bills in a couple weeks. And I think it's a Monday night game. I and mean, that's going to be an unbelievable week 17 Monday night game with the number one seed in the entire AFC potentially on the line. Yeah, you have Buffalo at 11-3, and three, Kansas City 11-3, and three, Cincinnati at 10-4. and four. Uh, Jalen Hurts coming off the worst game of the season, going into the, the Dallas game. Handicap this matchup we're going to have on Saturday with Dallas and Philadelphia. Well, what's so interesting about it, Dan, is there are people in Philadelphia already 
pointing out that the game doesn't really mean that much for the Eagles, right? I mean, they have a three-game lead with three games to play. So the only way they don't get the division championship and really even number one seed is if they lose these last three games, which is unlikely. So there's a couple different scenarios, right? There's number one, I think the idea of resting anybody here in week 16 is ludicrous. But if there's things you notice on film that you really think you can exploit against the Cowboys, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more interesting. I mean, do you show it? Yeah. Because there's a pretty decent chance they play against each other in the playoffs with the Cowboys being the likely five seed. That, that's a very real scenario. So I, I expect the Cowboys to bounce back. Home game, uh, I, I think they'll play very, very well. Although on the flip side, that was the worst the Eagles have played in a long time. Three turnovers, uh, several mistakes, and they still won. I think the Eagles would like nothing else but to just cement everything and beat the, beat the Cowboys Saturday and get this thing over with. Have fun tonight. Uh, Our best to Kevin Harlan. Thank you, Ross. Absolutely. I will give him that. Thank you, guys. That's Ross Tucker, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Westwood One tonight. If you're listening on radio, Rams and the Packers, you can follow him uh, at Ross Tucker NFL and his daily 30-minute Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Athletes everywhere turn to CBD for relief and recovery, but with all the products claiming to do different things, it's impossible to decide which is best. As one of few brands that oversees the entire production process, from their farm in Oregon to the product that arrives at your door, Lazarus Naturals keeps their ingredients simple and transparent. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results for your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Discover how CBD can help you reach your full potential as an athlete. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, the cleanest source of CBD for athletes and sports fans alike. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way.